This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Asia, featuring John Payne, rocks Ram's Head on stage in Annapolis, Maryland on July 12th. I spoke to Payne about the 40th anniversary of the band's first album with the 1982 hit Heat of the Moment, as well as the 30th anniversary of Payne joining the band for the 1992 album Aqua. Hey, John, thanks for joining us. I, li- I like the view we have. <laughs> yeah, I'm very lucky. I just did a show at one of the Canyon Clubs here in California uh, last night. I'm doing one tonight and as part of our you know, anniversary tour. So I'm sitting uh, on a beautiful hillside uh, in uh, Woodland Hills, California. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to join us and we're excited for you to come and bring the band uh, over to Annapolis in Maryland here. Um, so I assume, you know, it, Tell me, let's start with the concert. I want to ask about your career and stuff in a second, but with the actual concert, is it going to be sort of like a greatest hits from, how do I say, all three phases, you know, before you join, during your main run, and then yeah, you're know, post-27? No, 2007? no, it's not. That's what oh. we normally do. So okay. this, it, it occurred to me that on the 6th of June, uh, it was 30 years since, the, since I joined the band. Yeah. And the first album that I did, Aqua. And then it occurred to me that 1982 also was the 40th year of the founding members. Right. And also I've played all those songs, Heat of the Moment, Only Time Will Tell. So uh, I thought, well, why not do a double anniversary? So we're going to play most of both of those albums. Oh, cool. Aqua, uh, from Aqua Park Run, Who'll Stop the Rain, all through the Aqua album. And then we go and play the original Asia album backwards because all the hits are at the end. So, you know, you've got the big ones like only time will tell, heat of the moment, but we're doing all all this, all the other songs that were on that fantastic first album. So it's a really cool set. And I'm playing songs I've not played for 30 years. Wow, that's gonna be a treat. So so it's a double anniversary. It's the yeah. 40th anniversary of the original Asia album in 82, yeah. and then the 30th anniversary of you joining the band for yeah. your first album with them, Aqua in 92. That's really cool. Now right. how it all coincides like that. It worked the math works out. <laughs> the math worked out, luckily. Yeah. The awesome. stars aligned. Exactly. Uh, well, cool. Well, um, whenever I have someone on, you know, famous band like yourself, I always love to know your story. So I know you were born in England in what, 58. How did you get into how did you get into music to begin with? Like, you know, what sort of stuff did your parents play around the house? That kind of stuff. Can you think about being born 58 when I was 10 years old in 1968? There was a huge musical uh, revolution because guitar sounds changed from the shadows, twangy guitars and surf guitars to these amazing guitarists all suddenly appeared. <laughs> Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. Carlos Santana, Jeff Beck. It was 
uh, growing up as a as a as a ten year old uh, in '68, it was incredible, and um, I'd already got the guitar bug a couple of years earlier, listening to people like you know Deep Purple and Rory Gallagher and and people like that, and uh, my friends and I all started playing around in my garage um, at, at eight to ten years old. Uh, Play, playing all these classic songs and it was it it was just a great and I, I'd caught the bug you know my my parents were sending me off to medical school and I had you know this expensive education and I just told them uh bye mom and dad I'm going on tour <laughs> <laughs> med school's not for me the rock life yeah. is the way for me yes. I love it I love it. So that means then, you know, just moving slightly more chronologically, you know, you're talking about being 10 in 1968. So then once we go into the 70s, you're probably listening to a lot of the bands, you know, King Crimson, yes, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, the, the groups that would come together, the, the, the members of those that would form Asia in, in 81 yeah. in London. And I was a fan of all those groups. I was a fan of Asia, you know, yeah. in the early, early 80s when John Clodner and David Geffen put, really put the band together. They wanted to form the first super group. And, you know, as you say, the Emerson, Lake and Palmer and and, you know, those were some of the bands as a kid that I was I was listening to. And now with some other projects that I do, you know, I work with a lot of the guys guests with us as well, like Lou Graham from Foreigner, Mickey Thomas from Starship and right. go out with those shows as well. But, um, you know, joining joining a band that I listened to as a fan was kind of very daunting you know <laughs> some big shoes to fill especially with john wetton who'd who'd been in roxy music king crimson uh uk and then yeah. of course asia yeah and then steve howe and jeff downs were in yes, yes. and carl palmer of emerson like a palmer they all came together in 81 do you know either from you know just playing with those guys or just the story being told over the years do you remember how they actually formed do you have you yeah, did they tell you that story yes well uh, uh, and it was um Brian Lane, the manager of Yes, was was uh, very much part of it. And I know David Geffen had started this this record company, and there's actually a really great documentary on on David Geffen, how that he he came from basically being a t boy at a record label to actually running one of the biggest record labels, and and, and they went through years of, of of failure, and and then all of a sudden, you know, he signed people like Cher and. Um, and Geffen Records became huge. But I remember that um, Brian Lane put this band together. He'd had Yes, and Jeff Downs had come in from Buggles with Trevor Horn. As everyone knows, Video Killed the Radio Star, which we actually used to play at shows. Nice. And um, Steve Howe was brought in. They, they brought in Trevor Rabin for a while, and that didn't work out. Uh, they were looking for singers. Robert Fleischman, who was with journey he was he was found and then they did all these demos and then the the, the band went well you know john went why don't you be the singer <laughs> and uh he became the singer but it was it wasn't like four guys that met up and and got on great it was it was like someone choosing their fantasy team and then you know john Claudner, who i know pretty well was a very famous A and R guy. If you look a lot of rock records like White Snake, it always says John Claude and John Claude. He names his he's named twice, and he, he's even in the Dude Looks Like a Lady video. He's really he's, yeah. He's got this big long beard, <laughs> Lennon-esque stature and glasses. 
But um, it really was, you know, a big push by by Geffen. And, and when it came out originally, some of the deep prog people were disappointed because John and uh, Jeff had a had a very uh, commercial writing as aspect. You know, uh, only time will tell and the heat of the moment have pop sensibility, right. which, other, which those other bands didn't happen. And that's why I think the band became so huge. They, they, they booked a tour of clubs when the, when the album came out and all of a sudden they were canceling the club dates and going to stadiums. So, um, you know, very much uh, when I joined, Steve and, and Carl were, were part of it as well as Jeff. And it, it, was, it was incredible being uh, brought into such musical, you know, heritage. Nice. Yeah. You mentioned that there was a, you know, some, a pop sensibility to some of those early songs. Do you know, yes. did, did they ever share the story with, you know, how they actually wrote the lyrics and the riff and everything for heat of the moment? I mean, that's such a, it's such a famous song. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I don't know how the riff came about. I think that the riff probably came from John Wetton because it's a very un Steve Howe type riff. Steve, Steve played it. And he used, I believe, a Les, a Les Paul Jr. for that. But that's Steve's style is very, very quirky. And that's, here at the moment, big power chords. And I believe that that came from, from uh, John Wetton. I think Jeff and John Wetton used to write a lot around a, a piano. Nice, nice. Now, I know, um, again, maybe one more question before, you know, predating your time officially joining, but um, just so I have it for posterity, chronologically, the second album was Alpha. It had Don't Cry and other stuff on it. The third one was Astra in 85 that had Go and some others. Um, how do you, you know, in your in your understanding of in hindsight before you joined, how do you think they evolved from that smash hit, that popper, popper sounding of, of the first album, Asia? Uh, how do you think they evolved from Al Alpha to Astra? Did they go more the prog rock route, or what, how do you? See I that? think I think uh, they kind of didn't evolve, uh, <laughs> and that was one of the one of the problems. You know, when you're touring a lot, you got the second and third album, which are harder to write because you're on the road, um, and they they got it in a guitarist called Mandy Mayer after Steve Howe left, who had a much more rock sensibility. I mean, there's still great songs on those albums, but I think because the album, first album was so huge, it was seen as a disappointment. You know, oh, second album only sold six million. I mean, six right. million is huge, and maybe the third three, but yeah, you know, only I mean, only six yeah. million. Yeah, yeah, it changed well, the perspective. The first album yeah. selling fourteen million. Right, and then you know, I think the band became despondent, and those years from the third album. Uh, there was a compilation album that came out called Then and Now with a couple of new songs. But mm -hmm. uh, when I came along, it really, the band had been dormant for, for a while. And it was 10 years from the start. And, and we, we were, we had a really good push in America. And Who yeah. Stopped the Rain was on the radio a lot and charted a lot in Europe. So it was, it was a wonderful and a scary time for me. Nice. Yeah. So now we're going to do. A lot of people don't know I want to do eight, eight albums in 16 years in the band. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to get into all that. Um, 
But uh, real quick, talk about since I know you're this is also a double anniversary and you're celebrating yes. 30 years of Aqua, which was when you first joined on the band. Um, I guess you joined as you know singer and bass player in, in yeah. 91, but the album came out in 92. Um, talk about, you know, putting together that first album. There's big shoes to step in, of course. Um, but to step in. Yeah, I'd met Jeff at a recording session with my then bass player, Phil Sporting, who was in a band called GTR. And they had some big hits with When the Heart Ruled the Mind yeah. and Hunter and stuff. And Jeff and I hit it off and we, we put a project together called Rain and a manager called Larry Mesa who managed Kiss went and shopped it around. And, and there was interest, but there was more interest in getting back the name Asia. So uh, Jeff approached me uh, in 91 and said, would you, would you like to join Asia? I'd been working with ELO part two. Nice. And I was kind of like, do I, do I want to do this? It's big shoes to follow. You know, it's, it's when you're the new boy, like, I mean, Brian Johnson and, you know, uh, ACDC, yeah. AC, you know, he's still seen as the new boy, you know, even though he so, sings some of their most iconic stuff. It's funny how that cool. works. Yeah. Second guy. Uh, um, <laughs> I was like a little bit of trepidation. I said, give me 24 hours. And then yeah. I remember talking to some friends and go, you crazy, do it, do it. <laughs> I did it. And uh, it was extremely hard at first because the bass parts that, that John played on, on, on those original songs, a lot of them are very against the lead vocal. And it's one of those things where you have to be doing this at the same time, you know, Patting your head and, and rubbing your belly. Yeah. You're singing a 16th beat off the bass part. So it was, it was, it was very cool. And we had a couple of demos that we'd worked on. And then we were ensconced in the studio at Vision Studios, which is a very famous studio in London and in Brighton. We spent six months on the album, like solid every day. Wow. And, you know, that's why it, it's such a huge production and, and singing some of those songs like last night, singing love under fire or, someday or uh, who'll stop the rain it's just it's like i've i've gone back 30 years uh, sadly physically i haven't <laughs> well time is undefeated on all of us my friend but the, the music yeah. the music still probably feels like yesterday and i can still sing and you know I, i'm yeah. very lucky that i i'm a person that loves to sing every day and like an athlete you have to especially with mm -hmm. some of this rock stuff you have to keep your voice in shape so Touch, oh, yeah. touch wood, I got a show tonight. Got some cool friends turning up as well at the Canyon Club here in, in uh, uh, LA. But I'm really looking forward to playing the Rams Head. It's been a long, long time since since we we played there. Oh yeah, and and there we are excited to have you. Um, and and so this band is it's it it all it always is titled as Asia featuring John Payne that yeah, started, right. I guess in 2007 like didn't then there like yes. a split slightly in a couple of different versions so what what happened was was uh John John went and wanted to come back and it was anniversary and it was a slightly sticky situation but mm. um because I'd been in the band for so long um and I you know I wanted to do a double tour but yeah. that was that wasn't going to be accepted so like it's like thinking if original journey got back together, you can't stop that train, you know? Right. Exactly. It'd be huge. So that we all came to an agreement where, you know, I would still be able to use the name, but make it very clear that it was, it was my version. Sure. Uh, sure. You know? And, um, 
uh, I actually hate the moniker, especially when I'm doing uh, <laughs> almost of, hi, this is John Payne from a Asia featuring John Payne. <laughs> about myself as a third yeah. part. <laughs> In retrospect, I wish we'd come to agreement like calling it Asia part two or Mark right. two. Sure. Like, they kind of unofficially did with Deep Purple. They did like Mark one, Mark two, Mark three. Right, right, right. But we still pay homage to the original songs. Um, I've got great respect for the original lineup. And um, I think that the, this band that we've got now is a very cool band. And it's, I mean, Alex Garcia, who actually works with a huge artist called Bad Bunny. Of course, we know Bad Bunny. Yeah. So um, he's he's playing with us and Bad Bunny. So oh, cool. He, from clubs and uh, sheds to stadiums with Bad Bunny. <laughs> so, um, but the, the band is great. Everybody sings. All the harmonies are there. And uh, all the original arrangements are done. We've not messed with the arrangements. I want people to think they're like listening to the album. Sure. Apart from my interjections of talking in between the songs, which my manager usually shuts me down because I, <laughs> I often go off on a tangent. Yeah, but people love hearing the the little tidbits in between the songs. I, you know, if you're going to see a band, you want to be drawn in and be yeah. like talking to an audience as if it's one person. And right. I think if you want to, if you want to just play the record and be a Steely Dan, fine. And Steely Dan's one of my favorite bands. But oh, awesome! Yeah. You know, if if you want to entertain people, I think you need to find that connection. And so it's not like listening to the record. You want it to be musically sounding as good as the record, but you want that. Oh, I'm being part of this this thing, and that, and that's why the audience feedback is very important to me too. It's kind of like what we're doing here, except you know, music in between. <laughs> You're talking to the audience. Exactly. Yeah, you, you mentioned their feedback. Do any of them ever? Obviously, they're there to see the, all the Asia stuff. But does anyone come up and say, "Hey, uh, I'm always a fan of GPS too"? Like, do anyone talk about? You no, know, that happened last night. Really? Uh, I was calling out for some GPS songs. I've got another uh, band as well that's that's kind of a project with my very good friend Eric Norlander called Dukes of the Orient. Yeah. And you know those things. GPS did did do a couple of tours, and it was a great great band. Two of the members are now. One's gone on Jay Chillen, joined Yes, and the other one, Guthrie Govan, is probably one of the most incredible living guitarists. Now he's working with Hans Zimmer at the moment. Wow. Hans so, Zimmer, wow, yeah. And, yeah. and of and of course, we should tell everybody the, the name GPS is from the initials of your three. Government yeah. Shellen, yeah. yeah. So uh, but you know, this really is a dream come true doing this this tour. And uh, I even did some different artwork other than the main artwork mm -hmm. with the uh, Aqua Dolphin on that I'm a big fan of Bill nice. Grant presents. So I've actually designed my own poster that's like I don't know if you remember those. Fillmore days in yeah. the is with all the funny curved writing and stuff. So I've done a little new poster, but that, the set list is 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 not really going to be much left off. It's yeah. between ninety minute and a two hour show. And right. you know, back in the day, um, I don't think you could put more than forty five minutes on a on an album. Right. I don't know if you remember a C ninety cassette? You could put one album on one side another album another side right i think aqua's longer i think aqua's 75 minutes long but the right. original album's 45 so right. but it's, it's just so much fun doing doing these songs
Absolutely. And I'm sure you get fans from different generations, you know, that people maybe played it for their kids and now they come to your shows. Like, yeah. do you, what, what is sort of the, um, it's, what, how do you think the new, the, the next generation sort of discovered you go, you know, pop culture, I'm sure heat of the moment show. I've seen it in like South Park, 40 year old virgin, like, uh, you know, do, do you, do you ever come up to Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen and say, Hey man, and give him a hard time back or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, you know, I have no bumps into those guys, but, uh, I was featured on Family Guy, um, nice. singing Only Time Will Tell. Nice. And, uh, um, you know, the, the creator of that show, he's a genius, so. Seth, yeah. Yeah, McFarm. Seth, and, he, uh, and I wrote to him, and he did send me a cell, and said, here's a cell, as long as you're not gonna sue me. <laughs> they get sued, and funny enough, in in that one um kevin cronin is with me they're looking for a joke on family guy and kevin cronin uh goes let's pay uh, a song and he goes no my wife gets all the royalties <laughs> he goes to me uh uh peter goes and um, for that we're just going to do five minutes of asia uh doing uh, only time will tell so i they had me doing Any Time Will Tell. And I actually did a gig with Kevin, with Ario Speedwagon uh, abroad somewhere uh, in the Bahamas. And uh, we got backstage and we actually did a picture together that matched the, the uh, Family Guy thing. Oh, nice. You recreated the cell animation. Nice. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, Heat of the Moments, iconic. It's been in a load of movies, as you say, 40-year-old virgin and... Uh, <laughs> poster was in on the wall yeah don't go there with what they said about the poster no it uh it, that that is one of the elements that you know it's only been 17 years but a lot's changed in society though the jokes they made in that movie yes. but um it's a little outdated now but anyway the pop culture is still there of asia getting exposed to the new yeah generation. and and we do get that we get actually grandchildren of people who bought the yeah original album you know you've yeah. got our shows are mixed from like 18, 19 year old guitar nerds to 75 year old CEOs of companies. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's wonderful to see that. And, awesome. you know, we've always been like a muso band as well. So yeah. you'll get a lot of uh, folded arm young guitarists just standing there looking at the guitarist going like, impress me. Can you play this? And some of the stuff's complicated to play. You know, we've, We've had some amazing guitarists in the band. Yeah. Al Petrelli is in Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah. He played most of the guitar on uh, Aqua. Cool. Guthrie Governors, I've mentioned. Steve Howe, Elliot Randall from, from uh, uh, Steely Dan. You know, it's always been a, a boiling pot uh, changing. But as vocalists, it's really only been myself and John Wetton and with one show with, with Greg Lake. Yeah. In fact, there's a song that... that and Greg's sadly not with us anymore from Emerson, Lake and Palmer. There's a song that's uh, number three in the set, uh, which we're playing it chronologically on the album called Love Under Fire. And it's a, it's a brilliant song. And, uh, and it's, it's written by Greg Lake, Greg Lake wow. and Jeff Townsend. Greg said, would you like to, to do this song on the Acker album? And uh, brought, it, brought it to us. And, and it's, it's a phenomenal song. So. We're doing that song as well. And, and I think for a lot of people of followers, I never say fans, I hate the word fans, but <laughs> of my era, 
they've always like, well, can't you play some deeper tracks? You know, we know heat of the moment. We know only time will tell. We know even know who will stop the rain. But now this is this is a time for people to hear like songs of the first time, like without you, mm -hmm. cutting fine, and then you know someday lay down your arms. Heaven on Earth, which we'd never played live with Asia from the Acro album. We're playing all these deep tracks. Yeah. So, uh, the guys at the Ram's Head um, should see an interesting show. Um, after the show, I'm going to hang out probably at the bar, having drinks <laughs> with people. So people come along, bring your stuff to sign. Right. You know, and it's it's a very fun show. I get I want to get the crowd motivated and involved and it's an iconic venue that's been around for a long time. Oh yeah. We're excited to have you again, everyone. It's Asia with John Payne at Rams head Annapolis. It'll be on July 12th. Um, and as you said, you know, the, here, the, the 40th anniversary of that first album, Asia with heat of the moment, everything and 30th anniversary of uh, your first album with the band Aqua in 92. So uh, it's a, it's a double, double celebration here. So, Hey, thanks so much for joining us, John. It was fun talking to Thank you. you. Thank you for your time too. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.